Hi, this is Matt Cooley, host of the podcast Upside Downside, where we explore what it takes to be the best finance business partners possible. I'm a finance business partner myself by day and former president of the New York City chapter of Financial Executives International. Lately on Upside Downside, we've been exploring value creation topics from an academic perspective. Today, we're focusing on things digital, from thoughts about online learning to big data, to the steps that companies should be taking if they aren't already. My guest today is Chang Sha, Assistant Professor of Finance at St. Francis College in Brooklyn. Welcome, Chang. Hello, everyone. Great to have you here. Thanks so much for your time. Um, can you tell us how you came to the role that you have today, Chang? Okay. Um, in short, okay. In summary, just a one-sentence summary because of the financial crisis of 2007 to 2008. So uh, I came to the United States for my master's degree in financial risk engineering in NYU. So I came in August 2008, right before the financial storm. Wow. Then, <laughs> then in September, in September 2008. So I saw the news, the Neiman Brothers filed for bankruptcy on TV. Mm. So I knew my career after graduation with the FRE degree, so wouldn't happen very smoothly because the financial wow. system, yeah, yeah, in the US, uh, the Wall Street, you know. But, so ideally, I'll be a quantitative modeler or a quantitative analyst, but uh, with a lot of hedge funds, you know, mm-hmm. when out of business during that time, actually, um, so. And also at that time, I realized that uh, knowing the state of the economy of a single country and the whole globe is very important because I know nothing about the uh, economy of the United States. You know, if I mm-hmm. if I if know something, I may choose I may choose a different major. <laughs> so uh, my my undergraduate major is mathematical finance, so I can. I have so many options other than choosing FRE. <laughs> so it's, it was a, I mean, it was a bad choice, but it's a, it was a wrong major. That's what I fear at that moment. Okay. <laughs> so, so, okay. So because of the financial crisis, then, um, you know, so I began to watch the news more often. The more I watch the news, <laughs> the more panic, just, just like uh, after the pandemic happens, I, I began to, pay attention when read the news, the more watch and the more news I read, the more worried I became. So, so, uh, in, uh, okay. Back to 2008, the fall of 2008, I started uh, working on plan B, which is preparing PhD program application in economics. So that sounds like a good plan. (laughs) Yeah, because the FRA is two years, it's too short. You know, I came from China, so I need time to uh, adapt to the new environment. And um, so, so I applied for PhD program in economics. Uh, then, luckily, I got enrolled in the, into the program with teaching fellowship. So, with the teaching fellowship, I, I. I need to teach two courses per semester starting the second year. So the first year, just uh, training. Uh, that's how I ended up 
being a professor. Oh, that's so, excellent. That that's a pretty dramatic story, and the timing <laughs> the timing is so, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So so even doing my PhD study, I sometimes I still you know I still want to go you know I still I still want to go work in the industry. I actually working industry for one year. Then I came back to this academia. Hmm. Wow. All right. Well, that that's quite interesting. So you've built online finance courses for your students. What have been the pros and cons of online learning, particularly during this last year? And how much of it do you think is here to stay? Okay. So when we say online learning, e-learning, we mainly mean asynchronous learning. Uh, actually, online course uh, after the pandemic Online course have two categories, so synchronous and asynchronous. So here, mm-hmm. um, I, I suppose you mean asynchronous learning, right? That's I, not happening in real time. Um, actually, both. I, I know uh, uh, my child has, um, you know, had live online learning. Um, so I'm not sure how to categorize it, but but that's what... synchronous learning because okay. for early education. I mean. Uh, so for like uh, in college, um, in college, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, many online learning company, most of them, uh, they, they offer asynchronous. So uh, let me let me talk about the, um, the definition of those two. Then I can talk about the pros and cons. Sure. How does that sound? OK, great. So there are two categories, synchronous and asynchronous. Synchronous learning happens in real time, often with a set class schedule and the required lo- login times. Like, like, just like you said, your, your, your kids are taking online classes, right? Because mm-hmm. of the pandemic. So this is synchronous learning. They have to be there. Uh, so the teachers the, and the students are together in real time. Yeah, using a platform. Right. Then asynchronous does not require real-time interaction. Instead, the content is available online for students to access when it best suits their schedules and assignments are completed to deadlines. So uh, usually a learning management platform is involved. So when we say e-learning, we mean mainly the asynchronous learning. So uh, I also teach uh, many asynchronous online courses. Actually, I started to build online course before the pandemics. So it's kind of, uh, it's, it's a very smooth transition for me. Uh, also for the college, I will talk, I talk about that later. Uh, but okay. but you know what that, that says to me is your timing was excellent then in terms of asynchronous learning. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, maybe you uh, showed up for a job in New York at a bad time, but your uh, asynchronous, asynchronous learning experience was exactly right time. So yeah, I, I got the online, online teaching training from Columbia University. Okay. Very uh, I used good. to be an instructor in Columbia University. So where I got like half a year training. So I, I actually, I also write my uh, HTML, HTML code when I do the, when I designed my course. Oh, nice. So, so what are the pros and cons of, so of this? So the cons are for the, you know, asynchronous online course. So pros are flexibility as well as ease of access. So regarding flexibility, students can arrange their time to study as long as meeting the deadline each week. 
uh, or we can say each module, we, we organize by module each week. Then students can also repeatedly review the learning material of each mm. module. Other than, you know, taking the, when you take the in-person class, then the teacher just uh, uh, teach the material once online learning. When you learn by yourself, you can learn the material several times. So, That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the repeated learning can help students learn better. Also, you know, they can learn Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They, they got the spacing effect between each learning. That's even better. Hmm. So uh, the, also the learning material usually I break into small chunks with each chunk takes three to five minutes to finish. So this creates more flexibility. Students can finish one chunk while waiting for the bus or on the train. So I personally, I'm taking online training workshops. I'm taking online courses based on my interest as well. So I like the flexibility uh, very much, uh, asynchronous. <laughs> so oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, very, okay. yeah, very and, flexible. And do you think that it's here to stay? I mean, it's, it's almost silly asking that question, but... Um, you yes, know. yes, you it will stay. However, because the cons are lack of a sense of community and the less social interaction. Hmm. So it, the online learning will stay, but they won't replace fully of the traditional classroom learning. Mm-hmm. So I, I think everyone, and due to the COVID-19, we all realize this uh, normal social life is so important <laughs> from the school to work, you know? <laughs> so, <Right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm certainly, I'm certainly recognizing that uh, at my work because we've been online for the last year as well. So uh, I want to move on to um, a very interesting question I have for you. So you're a data person and you used to analyze billions of records of unstructured data. Um, are organizations finding signal in their big data that leads to value creation for shareholders? And and is all of this uh, analysis of our big data uh, really worth the effort for companies? What's your take on that? Uh, I would say it really depends on what kind of data and the organization have, you know, in their database and, uh, and also the quality of the data. So uh, when we talk about the big data and I... As, a, as far as I remember, IBM data scientists break big data into four dimensions, volume, variety, velocity, and uh, veracity. So regarding mm-hmm. to the last one, veracity, that means which, so you can think uh, simply as the quality. So if the company has a very good, has very good quality of data, so it also has the, you know, it also has the employee on site to analyze those data. So why not take a take a look and uh, dig out some information? But it's really a you know case by case issue, and the, the industry the company belongs to also matters. Mm-hmm. It's you need to compare the cost and the potential benefit that we bring to the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Are there I, particular I also, industries that you think uh, have, tend to see more value out of their data? Because I've always wondered, you know, if it, it, just because you have a lot of data sitting in your data warehouse doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's 
valuable or, um, uh, you know, worth, worth the effort of analyzing, but, but maybe you have to analyze it to figure that out. I'm just curious yeah. what your feeling uh, is. Regarding uh, as to a concern, I, I like the idea uh, of, uh, okay, we use the backward design in teaching, you know, we focus on the learning objective first, then we create the <laughs> quiz, then we create the material. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, so, so th- this is my experience. So, uh, other than thinking about what can value can be created by data mining the available big data, so organization should focus on what can what what can the goal of the new project. Suppose, uh, for example, a team uh. proposes a new project. Then, what can the big data does the new project need if the uh, if the organization already have uh, has the data then okay that's okay if it doesn't have then it may buy it from a third party data provider well they can just buy the analytics reports mm. there are many uh, data companies they are you know they are selling the analytic reports so that's more uh time uh, uh saving you know so right. So the so each uh, company is different. So you need to decide whether it, it is worth the effort. Yeah, but I like your point about backward design. I think I've I've had that uh, backwards in my own mind. So no, thanks for clarifying that. That is that is a good way to do it. It's used in teaching. In I was in elementary school. You know, right. yeah. <laughs> we use that. We create the objective first, and then we create the quiz now we create the content oh wow i so, feel uh, so i'm ready to go back to school no reason to fail the test <laughs> yeah. okay good good i'm sure that makes your students happy um speaking of your students <clears throat> so recently mm-hmm. they sent in a ton of great career related questions and i want to say thank you for those questions a cfo colleague and i answered several of those questions on a recent podcast what i loved was uh, the questions from your students were mostly about communications, how to get along with others at the workplace. Um, what do I do if I made the wrong career choice? Things like that. You know, for, from your perspective, are, are finance students today more worried about getting a job after they graduate, like any job, or are they more concerned about finding a rewarding career? Uh, I would say combined. Yeah. <laughs> they, based on my experience, my students, they mm-hmm. want both. They are more, they are worried about getting a job to start a rewarding career. <laughs> okay, good. So, so they so... want to get a job and on the right path to their perfect career. Oh, yeah, no, that and makes that that makes total sense. That makes total so, sense. So for international students, there's a different story. So international students because they need sponsorship. So, but but ideally they, ideally they want the job with rewarding career. But if if like uh, for international student, if they couldn't find uh, <laughs> achieve that goal, they will, okay, they'll go become finding a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. No, that that that's good. Um, last mm-hmm. question, what steps should companies be taking to ensure that their people and data are being used to their full potential? And we've talked to, uh, about a lot of interesting things here, um, but but what is it that companies should be doing if they're not doing it already? Okay, so this is a question related to management. So from 
the perspective of an employee, I would like to have transformational leadership in the workplace. So in this way, you know, uh, in this way, I think opportunities should be provided for creativity, for innovation, and allow people, allow employee to learn and grow and try new things. So this actually happening in San, uh, happened in and happened and happening now in San Francisco College for the past two years. There are many training of teaching online courses are provided to the faculty. Most of faculty got teaching online certificate before the pandemic. Oh, wow. So when the pandemic hits, the college transitioned to online learning very smoothly in general. Oh, that's good to hear. So、and、you were prepared. Fitness, fitness class is not included. Yeah, <laughs>、like uh, good idea. There's no way to do that. Yeah, exactly. So, like、uh, biology, the lab class is also not included. Yeah, you don't want your students to do anything、right. wrong when they mix the chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> So when the finance course, the accounting courses, mathematic courses, so most of the faculty in the college got the training. The、mm-hmm. college paid, paid. You know, they hire outside, cons- you know, outside,、uh, you know, education companies. The training is some. The training, most of trainings are online and it's very flexible. I really learned a lot of the. You know, it's a,、uh, you know, in, to in, enhance my teaching. Not just not just online teaching, you know, in person teaching,、mm-hmm. because I think you know,、uh, I always think teaching is also a kind of performing art. So the audience is your students, right? Right, and so so steps that companies could take by by going through these transformations. You're you're ready for things like a pandemic. You're ready to keep your employees motivated and to grow and try new things. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need to, yeah. Company need to provide. Need to spend money on those trainings. Yeah, yeah. And also,、um, to to、uh, in San Francisco College to get the certificate, we need to take.、Uh, we need to pass the that、uh, quiz, pass the course. Did you pass on the first try? Yeah. <laughs>、oh, okay, just checking. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so yeah, I I'm I personally I'm interested in psychology. And、uh, our childhood education, so a lot, you know. So I combined、uh, what I learned from psychology and early childhood,、um, like、uh, Montessori approach, into my college、uh, online course. Yeah, you know, I I think that's benefit my students.、Um, so regarding to your question about potential data, so that's a tough question. It really depends. So I would say. I would say pay more attention to the data governance, especially the quality of the、mm. data. You know,、mm-hmm. so just make sure you have, you know, you you have good quality of the data in your company. In case in in case you want to analyze it, you know, in future, no, that would be easier. <laughs> you, right. If you have the poor quality, what some data are missing. There's no way for you to analyze, so that means the data is useless. Yeah, it reminds me of the old phrase "garbage in, garbage out." So if you start with clean data, then you'll have、uh, more accurate analyses. So that- yeah, just uh, just uh, think、uh, when you when you work into a organized clean house, yeah, you 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 feel <laughs> you feel you feel nice, right? When you 
working sure. with Massey <laughs> house. Yeah, with kids. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, not. It's not the same. Yeah, I agree with you. No. So 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 <laughs> so it's uh, so for the data scientist uh, later the uh, um, for the data scientist who going to deal with the data in future they will yeah that's make their work much easier. Right. Yeah. Well, Chang, thank you for spending time with us today. You're welcome. <laughs> My pleasure. Oh, the pleasure's mine. And thank you to the subscribers of Upside Downside. I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much.